I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. It's that time of the year again. Anyong mga k-drama pamangkins. In the grand tradition of this podcast, every end of the year or start of the new year, technically, I bring you one last episode as a culmination of our K-drama journey for the year. Welcome to Anyong Tita Podcast Wrap-Up Episode of 2022! (laughs) So, in this episode... I went back and reviewed the K-dramas that became a part of our K-drama journey this 2022. And I realized ko, that this year's theme is the rise of the surprise hits to the tune of Michael V. Sinaktan mo ang puso ko. <laughs> Itong taon talaga na ito, kung di sumakit ang ulo mo sa mga mystery thrillers, eh, sumakit naman yung puso mo. sa mga mapanakit na k-dramas na nagsilabasan this year. Napaka-obvious po na may pinagdadaanan ng ating mga writer names. <laughs> Ang mga k-drama writers ngayon. Sino ba kasi yung nandakit talaga sa kanila? From mga di nagkatuluyang bida to unnecessary deaths of main character or characters, this year was full of headaches and heartaches. But despite the recurring theme of the K-dramas released this year, there were of course still successful K-dramas from the most common genres like rom-com. And we also saw more and more Netflix K-dramas, Netflix original K-dramas, na may mga mapangahas na plots and scenes. But which K-drama nga ba made it to my top 10 list for this year? Now, this year, I again used the three R's in ranking my top 10. The three R's, which are recall, recommend, and replay. So again, I ask myself when ranking the K-dramas, five or ten years from now, would I recall this K-drama? And if someone asked me what K-drama to watch, would I recommend this K-drama And of course, would I personally want to watch this K-drama again? So by asking those questions, that's how I ended up with my list and ranking. Now, of course, this were all again based on my taste. Emphasis on my, okay? This also involved only those K-dramas that I got to watch this year, which... It's actually not a lot. Medyo nanghina po ang powers ng inyong tita this 2022. I also took 
more season um season <laughs> season breaks plus my day job is also you know eating a lot of my energy na pag-uwi ko gusto ko na lang talaga matulog so wala na akong energy wala na akong time to watch a K-drama so nanghina po talaga tayo this year <laughs> Oh, how I dream of a day that all I do for work is just, you know, watch a K-drama and rate them and tell you what I feel about it or my opinions about it. So, oh my God. What if, no? What if, no, may ganong type of work? A-absent ka pa ba? Baka ako mag-overtime pa ako eh. <laughs> But enough of that. Let's start this episode because this is going to be a long one because hey this is the Anyong Tita podcast wrap-up episode of 2022. Coming in at number 10 is one of the K-dramas that I really that really gave me headaches. <laughs> It's the K-drama Little Women. Despite the headache from the very confusing plot pull full of twists and turns, there's no denying that this K-drama is one of the most memorable for this year. We were reminded that this series with in the series, okay? We were reminded in the series that Kim Goyeon and Nam Jaeyeon are the future superstars of Korea. Well, that's my opinion, okay? I know that they are already popular. Okay, but Little Women for me officially sealed their place as two of Korea's top actress. But despite the amazing acting of everyone, almost everyone in this K drama, plus amazing set, props, oh my god, the costumes, locations that really screams that my budget po kami. <laughs> Unfortunately, For me, it fell short in the R for recommendation and definitely not a K-drama I want to replay on my now limited spare time. Mahirap siya na basta-basta i-recommend kasi sabi, nga, sabi ko nga in my full K-drama review of Little Women that the beauty of the K-drama lies on the purpose of watching it. If someone asked me, To recommend a K-drama that's thought-provoking and will really make the motors in your brain working, The Little Women will definitely be on the top of my list. Or, yeah, something that I can recommend. But if that person asks me to recommend a K-drama for the purpose of entertainment or just a form of um, escapism from all the stress, then I would definitely not recommend Little Women. Kasi, di siya stress reliever eh. Stress giver siya. Which is again the reason kung bakit di ko din siya papanoorin or di ko siya gugustuhin i-replay kasi ang stressful niya panoorin. Little Women has the recall for me as one of the most stressful K-dramas but not a K-drama I would recommend and replay. That's why It is placed at number 10. Number 9 is a K-drama that technically started last year but only ended in 2022. Kaya part pa rin siya ng list ko na ito. 
one of the only three rom-coms of 2022 that for me really thrived this year. It's the K-drama, Our Beloved Summer. This K-drama, just like its poster and like just like its promotion, it was light to watch. Truly relaxing and a stress reliever. It has the right amount of romance and comedy. And Choi Woshik and Kim Dami were very cute as a pair. So definitely check na check siya for the R for replay. Actually, recently lang, pinanood ko ulit siya. So yung mga ilang kilig scenes niya. Because I remember how happy I was. Just watching it, and kahit ilang beses ko na siya inulit, I still felt the same happiness. Now, why is it number nine only? Well, truth be uh, told, the K-drama was overall forgettable for me. If I was not reminded about it, I wouldn't really recall on my own this K-drama. So, Probably, it would not be one of the K-dramas that I would immediately think of when someone asked me to give them some recommendations. It's light and the plot of enemies to lovers is one of the classic and most used tropes. If anything, the most memorable for me for this from this series okay, is the job of Woshik's character. Which is unique. First time kung makapanood ng K-drama na may ganong type of work. Um, I don't know what to really call him, but I know he's an artist. Um, ballpen something? Kasi ballpen lang ginagamit. I'm not so sure. Anyway, I just remember that I really loved the artworks that was, um, I think they were specifically created for this K-drama. I'm not so sure. I, all I know is that I actually loved it so much that I even searched up the real creator of those artworks and even attempted to save up to buy one of the designs in the K-drama. Kaso ang mahal, moms! Tapos may mga import tax pa, so wait! Wiz ko afford! Hindi ko kineri ang mahal. Anyway, but despite all of those things, our beloved summer still made it to my list and is number nine because of the beautiful OST and the light and warm romance of the story. Moving on to number eight, the other K-drama that gave me the worst headaches of this year, plus an extra heartache, is Lee Jong-suk's comeback K-drama, Big Mouth. Much like Little Women, the only R that this K-drama failed for me is the R for replay. Because Lord God, hindi ko na gustong uulitin pa yung mga sakit ng ulo and puso na pinagdaanan ko sa K-drama na ito. This is one of those gay dramas now. Watching it once is enough for me. Tama na po yun. <laughs> However, compared to Little Women, Big Mouth was easier to follow. So definitely, mas mag-ayos yung pagkakasulat ng Big Mouth for me. 
less confusing compared to Little Women. So I can definitely see myself recommending it to anyone who wants a K-drama that is full of mystery and in maybe in the crime genre. It was so exciting watching it every episode and guessing and eventually finding out who is the real big mouse. But the way this K-drama ended and they, you know, how they chose to kill off one of the main characters for me was pointless. And I've explained this in detail in my K-drama review of Big Mouth. I I just, you know, I just thought that killing one of the main characters really did not make sense. Did not make sense to me and did not really bring anything to the table or did not bring any impact to the story. To me, it again just felt that the writers don't want this K-drama to be treated as any other mystery thriller. So para maiba naman, kumbaga. So para maiba naman, they decided Okay, they decided to scar us viewers for life by killing one of the main um characters of the story, one of the main characters that we were rooting for. Kaya never again will I choose to watch this K-drama. Watching it once is enough for me. Okay? Alright. But again, getting to the finale was really exciting. All the other episodes before the finale was exciting. Every episode will make you want to watch the next one already because gusto mo malaman kung anong nangyari. Were there any clues on to who is bi- really Big Mouse? Ganon. And Lee Jong-sok, Lee Jong-sok was both hot and very cool sa K-drama nito, Which is why Big Mouth is still my number 8. My number 7 may surprise you because this is a favorite. I know this is a favorite of a lot of people. Probably number 1 mo pa siya. <laughs> But again, let me remind you that this is a list I created and the ranking is according to my taste. <laughs> anyway, my number seven is the K-drama. Oh my god. 25-21. Sorry. Yes, I know. I know. How dare me to place this K-drama that was trending almost every week in such a low number. But again, I fully explained my opinion about this K-drama in my K-drama review of it. So go ahead and check that out. But basically, 2521 for me was relatable and has a strong recall because of the retro styles. It was set in the 90s, my time. Introduction to the sport fencing was also made a huge impact on me because it got me interested in the sport. The last time I was interested with it when Richard Gomez was actually playing for it. And I think, I don't know if Olympics ba siya? Anyway, that was the last thing I, I really focused or really thought about fencing. But this K-drama reintroduced the sport of fencing to me. And of course, ito nga, yung ending, which we know 
crushed our hearts. And yes, some scenes of it I would love to watch again, but not like all the full episodes. And the thing that held me back in placing this K-drama in a higher rank is the fact that 2521 is hard to recommend. For me, it's it, it's not a teeny bopper coming of age rom-com because the story arc of Nam Joyeok's character was so mature. It's it's also not a drama in a sense. It doesn't make it a full drama because the first few episodes and some of the story arcs were really funny and teeny bopper. Okay? And ko din siya makonsider na romance because like I said in my review, I honestly felt that the journey of Nam Joyeok and Kim Taeri's character as friends were more interesting when you know before they actually became lovers so for me their journey as when their characters um, were still friends was more interesting and like I said in my review and again this could just be me okay I didn't really feel the chemistry between Nam Joyeok and Kim Taeri's characters. I'm so sorry. I'm, but I'm just being honest. So supporting characters naman, like for example, yung characters na sina Kim uh, Ko Yurim and Mon Jae Wong, pwede na. Pwede, pwede. Pero since they were not the main lead, so medyo in passing lang yung story arc nila. So yung love story nila was really not given the spotlight that I hoped for. So yun, because of those, 2521 stands out for me, okay? But then it's it's hard to just recommend this K-drama. You have to factor in a lot of things. So I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. I know you are probably one of those that really love this K-drama. And that's okay. Iba-iba naman tayo ng taste, ba? So again, I'm so sorry to disappoint you. But then again, this is just me, Okay. I obviously have a totally different taste than yours, okay? Now, next on my list at number six is a K-drama that is light to watch and another example of a classic trope, the K-drama Business Proposal. Hear me out. Yes, I know that this K-drama did not offer anything new. It's the classic boss dating an employee trope. But you see, despite watching hundreds of K-dramas with similar plot as Business Proposal, this K-drama still made it big for me because it gave me the same colleague feeling times two. But... Both love teams for me were equally nakakakilig and if they were not with their pair and this this sets them apart, okay? The two guys and the two ladies were also giving us romance. I'm talking about bromance and womance, which is rare. I've seen hundreds of K-dramas and I've never seen a K-drama I could be wrong, but for me, I've never seen a K-drama which has a romance, bromance, and womance all in one. And to top 
And on top of those, okay, on top of that, walang nagpahuli sa any of those love angles. Like the guys, Han Yosop and Kim Min-kyo, with their bromance was equally a delight to watch as the woman's of Kim Sejong and Solena. And when they are paired with their love interest, both love teams were equally nakakakilig. No love angle was left behind. And this balance for me sets business proposal apart from all the rom-coms I've watched so far. So the recall is there. The recommend is there because I have and would continue to recommend this K-drama to all my rom-com lovers out there. And then, of course, replay. It will be there. I, I love, I have been watching. This is one of those K-dramas that I would have no trouble watching either a scene, an episode, or even the whole K-drama over and over. So, check not checks at three hours, nothing. But then again, because this is not the first time I've seen such plot, I can't be sure that in like five years, marerecol ko pa din siya. Probably years from now, if I s- see like a snip or video of it on social media, sa ako lang maaalala na, hey, there's this business proposal K-drama. And that would probably be the only time that I may think about watching it again. Which is why, despite checking all my criterias, business proposal is just my number six. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now let's move on to the other half of the list. Coming in at number five is the K-drama that was a huge surprise because it only gained attention towards the end of it. The K-drama, My Liberation Notes. What started as what people predicted as Kim Jae-won's worst K-drama, sabi pa nga nila flap daw, My Liberation Notes surprised everyone when it started gaining attention. I was one of those that was suddenly surprised to see all this buzz about this K-drama. Before the K-drama aired, I knew about it and the premise because I was following the news about 
my baby boy. <laughs> the love of my life. Current love of my life. <laughs> Son Seku, who I have an enormous crush ever since the K-drama Be Melodramatic. And when I saw that the cast consists of top actors like Lee Min Ki and Lee El, and I read the premise, I knew it's going to be good. But I knew it wasn't for me because it's drama. Obviously a drama. But one thing about me that you need to know is that I have a big FOMO. I have a big fear of missing out in terms of K-drama. So when this K-drama was all over my social media, even if it was drama, which is one of my most avoided genres of all time, the FOMO prevailed. And so I watched it. <laughs> Now, I will not talk about my liberation notes in this episode because I already did in my full K-drama review. So just, you know, listen to it if you want. But one thing... I want to say again about this K-drama is that it has a very unique charm, which makes me only give it half a point for recommendation. But I will definitely try to push it to people because I felt that the K-drama needs to be watched by more people. In my K-drama review, I talked about how unique my liberation notes is. Because it doesn't have a story arc, but like a story timeline. It's as if, as viewers, we picked into the lives of these people. We went through their journey as if we were part of their lives. And the romance, oh my god, the romance between Kim Jae-won and Son Sook-koo's character was such a slow burn. The chemistry and the oh my god kilig whenever Mr. Goo smiles. Diyos ko talaga. <laughs> and this K-drama catapulted Son Seok-koo's character to stardom. Well, sort of stardom right now. He, he is getting a lot of endorsements. His TF increased. So, yeah, I want to say stardom. So, my recall din siya. But since this is a drama, I don't know about you, but I may not watch this K-drama again. Maybe a compilation, a snippet of the colleague scenes between the characters of Kim Jae-won and Son Seok-koo, but not the whole K-drama. Lord God, no. Medyo mabigat siya para sa akin, mga mams. So not really something I would recommend to those who just want to relax. So, yeah, that's that's why. That's why number Next on my list at number four is the only fantasy K-drama on my list. Actually, it's the only K-drama, only fantasy K-drama that really made a huge impact or talagang matas yung ratings if I can remember anything better. Anyway, it's the K-drama Alchemy of Souls. I know that the second season is still airing, so di ko muna siya isasali dito, okay? I'll be talking purely about the first season. And I had my full K-drama review about it again in case um, it's already uploaded. So in case you want to hear more about my thoughts on this K-drama on Alchemy of Souls, you can check that out, okay? 
But again, the one thing that I can tell you now about Alchemy of Souls that made it my number four is that the writers, the Hong sisters, created a solid and intriguing world full of magic and action. Yes, I have talked about my issues with it, which is really the ending of season one and the change of the actress for the main lead. But setting that aside, okay? Set aside muna natin yun. Alchemy of Souls gave us a world of pure imagination with characters in this beautiful costumes, sets that were created to make us believe that there really is this magical place and special effects and CG or CGI that really added to the visual feast. Amazing. Chef's kiss. <laughs> so it is so easy for me to recall and recommend this K-drama to anyone who wants to watch a K-drama for whatever reason. You want a K-drama with mystery and action? Alchemy of Souls. You want the coming-of-age K-drama? Alchemy of Souls. You want a tale about an underdog that rose to be a powerful warrior? Alchemy of Souls. However, because like I said, I have a huge issue about the ending and a change of actress, Alchemy of Souls only ranks number four on my list. Unfortunately. Okay? And... It's not that bad, okay? Considering all the other K-dramas that we released this year. Number four is really not bad for Alchemy of Souls. Considering, again, the last episode of season one. So, that's just, again, purely on the season one. Hindi, ko pa, pinag- hindi pa natin kasali dito yung nangyari sa season two. So, that's for another topic or another season. At number tr- three. Three? <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three is a K drama that I just watched and talked about, and ever since I ever since I watched it, I can't help myself talking about this K drama. It's a K drama under the Queen's umbrella. Amazing cast headed by the amazing Kim Yeso. Under the Queen's Umbrella was another K-drama that I initially avoided because I read the premise of it, which talks about the life of this queen in the Joseon dynasty and her struggles to keep the power within her kids. So, you know, I initially thought that this is well, this is a, a drama again. And I it wasn't enticing for me, okay? But then... As I mentioned in my two-part K-drama episode about it, I was intrigued by this Kalig video that I saw one fateful afternoon while scrolling on Instagram about this prince and his chosen princess. So those Kalig scenes plus all the people on social media telling me, Tita, panoorin mo na kasi itong key under the queen's umbrella. So ako naman, I was like, okay. <laughs> Madali akong kausap. <laughs> And like I said, in my K-drama review, I thank God that I listened to you because the K-drama proved to be a really worth watching K-drama. It, it, it really was a worth... It really proved that it was really worth watching. There. 
That's that's actually what I was trying to say. It had warmness. It had warmth to it through the different touching story arcs. My comedy. There's the romance, and it's you know the kiligkiligang of the teeny bopper romance, which is okay. And my favorite of them all. The battle of the wits of the queen against the people that are trying to pull her and her kids down. The battle between her, the queen, and the grandmother. Uh, oh my god. Yung talaga for me, yung naging selling factor nitong K-drama. When I confirm that this is something similar to another beloved K-drama of mine, I sabi ko talaga, oh, okay, it's time. It's time to watch it. Plus, I really love strong female characters. So if you loved it as well, if you love strong female characters, definitely watch Under the Queen's Umbrella. Look at me. I'm still recommending it. So yun, Under the Queen's Umbrella is something I can and will recommend to people. The only drawback for me, that's why number three lang siya, is that the story was set in the past. In the Joseon dynasty. Joseon era. So, introducing this K-drama to new K-drama viewers who haven't seen any historical K-dramas at, at all will be hard. Kasi, di rin siya ganun kalight. Okay? And also, you, you probably would not need to know at least have some knowledge about the hierarchies and the power that the people hold with their position in the royal families in Korea before. To fully understand or to fully appreciate or to fully be, you know, para lang ma-appreciate mo kung bakit kailangan nilang protektahan yung mga roles nila or ganun. So, it, it, it has a factor on it. So, feeling ko, if ever I recommend this, um, K-drama and mention feeling ko if I would recommend this okay and me, I need to mention that this is a historical K-drama so if that happens I'm not so sure I think not a lot of people would agree to watch it kaya din number 3 ko lang siya but definitely I would love to watch it again Kahit the buong series pa. Kahit the whole series pa. Now, we are down to our last two K-dramas. My number two will be a surprise to you again because I haven't talked about it in the podcast. <laughs> it's a K-drama that I just finished the night before making this episode. It's Song Junkie's K drama, Reborn Rich. Oh my god, this series blew my mind. I want to dedicate a whole episode to talk about it and my feelings about it, but I, you know, I don't have the time for it, so maybe when I am back for my season break. But anyway, let me tell you that the buzz and the ratings are not that high for nothing. And it's not because this gay drama star Song Jong Kia. Okay? For me, it's really the story. As I was making my top 10 list, I was contemplating kung which among the Under the Queen's Umbrella and Reborn Rich 
would be my number two. Both K-dramas got me on chokehold. Both were beautiful. Both had amazing actors, lead actors. But I think what made me decide to give the rank number two to Reborn Rich is the complexity and the effort of the writers that the writers had to put in for this K-drama without leaving any holes. Wala pong butas. For me, ah, wala akong nakitang butas sa kwento nitong K-drama nito. I mean, tying up a fictional story with real-life events plus a present and past storyline that should tie up together at the end of the series was definitely not a small feat. But it amazes me that there was no loose ends. No unanswered questions. Like, for example, ang pinaka-main question ko talaga while watching this K-drama is that how are these two characters connected? Bakit nagkadikit ang kanilang buhay, di ba? And that was answered. At the end of the K-drama, I got my answer. There was no loose ends. I am really amazed. I bow down to the creator of the series and the webtoon it was based from. I I cannot imagine the brainstorming that they may ha- must have gone through just to make sure that the story is solid. And solid talaga siya. A- episode after episode, the twists and turns. My God. This is... This is talaga yung reason kung bakit I decided to sacrifice my sleep and finish this in one and a half day. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know, I'm too old for do, to do that. Pero this K-drama talaga was really amazing. I, I just can't simply wait to find out what happens on the next scene. Kaya talagang, anong tulog? What's, what's sleep? Tinapos ko po talaga siya as much as I can. Like, I need to know who wins in this battle of wits and strategies. My God. Definitely. Definitely a highly recommended K-drama. And has recall for its amazing and well-thought-of story. And as for replay, maybe I would watch it again in a couple of years if I suddenly forgot how the story went. But I don't think that I that will happen soon. Because a beautifully written and executed, 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 <laughs> executed K-drama such as Reborn Rich is hard to forget. And the only reason this is my number two and not my number one is because there's one thing that the number one has that this K-drama doesn't have. And for me to further explain that, I'll need to introduce you now to my number one K-drama, which you probably guessed already. It's a K-drama, Extraordinary Attorney Wu. The only light K-drama to top all of the heavy-hitting K-dramas from this year. Extraordinary Wool, starred by the amazing Park Yun-bin, was a K-drama that already gained attention with just its first two episodes. People already knew 
that it will be good and it did not disappoint us until the end. Each episode each episode was full of lessons that will warm your heart and leave a lasting impression. Just like the episode for me about the Children's Liberation Army where the speech by one of the characters in that episode changed my view, view forever on how I want to raise my future kids. Several topics discussed in this series made an impact in my life and I'm sure to other people too. It changed my views on life and it changed the careers of Park Yunmin and her love interest in the series, actor Kang Tae-oh. They shoot to fame because of this K-drama and I'm not surprised because the K-drama really appealed to a lot of people, young and old. It was so easy to watch. Kahit sino, kahit anong idan, kahit anong kamapan sa lipunan, would love to watch this K-drama. And what made me choose Extraordinary Attorney Wu, my number one K-drama, is my tiebreaker criteria. Now, both Extraordinary Attorney Wu and Reborn Rich were amazingly written, okay? Hands down to the writers of this K-drama. One was on the heavier and darker side, but pulled through it. The other one was a lighter but warmer side, but still made an impact to the viewers and again both were equally well developed both i will recall for a long time both i will recommend to a lot of people and both i would want to watch again so to break the tie i added another criteria i asked myself which one would i want to see more and that's when Extraordinary Attorney Wu come out on top. Reborn Reach, even though it was really well written, is, is a done deal for me. The story is done. I do not expect and will not want a sequel or prequel to it. Because it will just ruin the whole story for me. Whereas with Extraordinary Attorney Wu, regardless if they make a sequel or a prequel... I'm sure I would want to watch it. I can see it go in several other directions and I see no end to the possibilities of sequels. We can go on and on and on about it. They can release a new season every year and I would not care. If they were written as good as the first season, I do not care if they go up to 10 seasons of it. I can still see myself watching it, which is why Extraordinary Attorney Wu is my number one K-drama of 2022. And I cannot wait for the next season of this K-drama. And that is it. That is my top 10 K-dramas of 2022. Woohoo! <laughs> we made it, mga K-drama pabangkins! Now, let me just also read some of the comments I got over on social media because I ask you to share with me what your top, your number one K-dramas of this year. So, nagtanong ako over on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok, and I got some of your comments here. So, let's start off with Instagram, okay? So, we've got... 
Ellen Katana who said, perhaps business proposal. I haven't watched all the other K-dramas though. So business proposal for Ellen Katana is her number one K-drama. Moving on, let's check on our Instagram. So over on Instagram, we've got some people as well sharing their top 10 or number one, actually. Actually, number one. <laughs> number one K-dramas. So let's see. Um, over on Instagram, I got Vanessa's who said, Our beloved summer. I love the OSTs. Check production design and chemistry of Dami and Wushik. Check na check! Also on Instagram, we've got Ella Ombilr. <laughs> Sorry. Ang bobo ko magbasa ng <laughs> Anyway, um, Ella said 2521. Moving on to Twitter, we've got Ivy Yee who said, My top one K-drama of 2022 is Extraordinary Attorney Wu. My heart is happy to wait every Wednesday and Thursday for the next episode. And we also got, also for Extraordinary Attorney Wu and Reborn Rich, C. Jed Allegado. Then also, on Twitter, we've got Jamie or at Jamie STRS. <laughs> Anyway, Jamie, hala, OMG, tita ang hirap, which is true, very mahirap po talaga maghanap. So she said she has two, Our Beloved Summer and 2521. Sabi niya, grabe yung chemistry ng cast and best OSD. This drama are so refreshing that made you enjoy your youth and continue dreaming for the future. And yung tipong G, let's fall in love again, or ganern. Which is true. Nakakakilig naman talaga itong mga k-dramas na ito. So that's actually why they are still part of my list. So those are some of the comments that I got over on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And like I said, you can definitely let me know again. If hindi ka pa nakapag-share ng iyong number one k-drama, let me know in the comment section on any of my social media accounts. And once again, thank you again for sticking with me for another whole year. I love talking to all of you, whether here in the podcast as a guest or over on social media. But, my dear pamangkins, it is time again for your tita to go on another season break. Don't worry, I'll keep you updated on the K-dramas na kinababaliwan ko via my social media account. So don't forget to follow me on any of my social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even on TikTok. It's all at Anyong Tita. And with that, thank you again for spending the Tuesdays of your 2022 with me. Until the next Tuesday, good night, kids. I love you, Bruno Mars. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to rate us five stars. And if you want to be updated, make sure to follow the podcast, hit the notification bell, and also follow me at Anyong Tita on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So you won't miss out on anything. 
and catch our weekly deep dive K-drama conversations every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or other podcast streaming platforms here at your favorite K-drama show with your favorite K-drama tita. Annyeong tita! <laughs>